Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast presented by Nenny and Associates. I'm your host, Jim Schaefer. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, Nenny and Associates is an executive search firm focused on the building efficiency industry, hence why we named the podcast the way that we did. And simply put, we help our clients find the right talent. Each week, we sit down with leaders from the industry to discuss their backgrounds, how they got started, and where they see the industry heading. We also get to know our guests and find out what drives them to be successful. And on today's episode, episode 58, we sit down with Greg Elliott from Jones Lang LaSalle. Great conversation with Greg, finding out about his humbling experiences coming up in the energy efficiency industry and how his role at JLL is really at the epicenter of this return to work conversation that everyone seems to be having today. Of course, be sure to stick around until the end to hear the advice that Greg would give to his 22-year-old self. That was pretty neat to hear. Now, if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to our channel and consider downloading this episode and future episodes. This is really the only way that we can track how many people are listening. So if you're one of the folks out there who are streaming the episodes, I urge you to consider hitting that download button instead. And please share it with a friend or a colleague and consider leaving a five-star review on our page. Now, we think you're going to really enjoy this conversation with Greg and I, so let's drop in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with Greg Elliott, who is the uh, commercial executive for the Americas. Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. So I know you and I have known each other for for years now, and we were working on getting this thing scheduled. So I'm glad we're finally sitting down and able to unpack your your, your background, your story, and kind of what you're up to here with JLL. So let's start there. Let's let's rewind the clock. Where did you grow up? Tell us about your background and kind of how you got started in the industry. Yeah. So <clears throat> so uh, again, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so quickly, I I uh, was. Born in New York, I grew up in Florida, but moved back to New York when I was 18 and went to college there. Uh, got my first job um, at a small commissioning firm in New York City, where I learned a lot. Um, you think you learn a lot in school, you learn a lot on your first job, especially yeah. when you're out in the field uh, looking at equipment. I'll never forget the first time I saw it. I walked into a chiller plant and I was like, oh, that thing is big. So uh, you do learn a lot, um, especially when you get out into the field. Uh, from there, I went to work for Siemens, where I was in a, a kind of an account engineer, managed a, a, a small portfolio of business. Um, that's when I we moved um, from New York City to Columbus, Ohio, which is where I reside now. I thought I knew a, a lot about control systems, found out I didn't know anything when I got to Siemens, building technologies. Um, so then I, then I left Siemens and went to Carrier again, thought I, learned, thought I knew a lot about HVAC. I uh, found out I didn't know as much as I thought I did, so learned a lot there as well. And then from there, went to work for Facility Source, where I managed kind of their HVAC practice, kind of an SME for for them, and they had a small call center for um, kind of first level controlled monitoring and troubleshooting. Uh, and then from there, came into JLL. So really, my my background is strongly in HVAC and controls, um, but more broadly getting into the commercial real estate actual function of, of uh, and more of the business side of, of kind of engineering. Yeah. It sounds like you had some, some humbling steps along the way there when you realized you thought you knew something and it was like, ah, oh, shoot, you know, maybe, maybe you weren't as well-versed as you thought going in, huh? Yeah. And it's a good thing. It's sometimes you need to be humbled in order to get, 
get knocked down so you can get up and, and keep going. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So uh, you mentioned the chiller plant for all of us who haven't seen a chiller plant. I mean, how would you describe that? Like, give us like a comparison or a visual of what that was like. So that's hard to say. So imagine uh, four cars, two of them end to end, and then two more of them end to end stacked on top of it. And then one like mini Cooper stacked on top of that. That's the two bundles and then the compressor. <laughs> it's uh, it, it, it's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of, especially on a large scale chill water system, there's a, there's a lot of tubes and uh, heat exchangers and you just don't know, you don't realize how much goes into it when you sit in the classroom versus when you actually see one face to face. Yeah. See, that's how you know you're good at your job. You were able to come up with that analogy on the spot and paint the picture and then create a visual for us. So I appreciate you doing that. It's good, good stuff. All right. So you're at, you're at JLL today. Yeah. Uh, commercial executive. Tell us a little bit more. I mean, everyone's going to know Jones Lang LaSalle. Uh, so tell us maybe just a, a little bit more about the group that you're in and kind of what your role entails. Yeah. So my group is what I like to call us consultants for our account teams internally. So we're really focused internally on how we can position ourselves in order to better serve our clients. Right. So Overall, like I, my function falls into what's uh, called work dynamics. Uh, so work dynamics is really focused on the worker and the workplace um, for our occupiers, right? Um, so an occupier is someone who is either leasing space in a building or um, not necessarily the owner, right? The owner will lease space to, uh, you know, a client. So we're really there. Sometimes our clients own the space. Most of the times they are the lessee or sub lessee even in, in many other spaces. So we're really focused on how do we drive value to those occupier clients? Um, how do we drive, how do we position ourselves to be more, more strategy focused? Uh, how do we drive better outcomes for them um, and, and their employees in the spaces that they are working in? And before you and I hit record here, we had a conversation a couple of months ago, and you were talking about a, a specific, I think it was an investment fund, or it was a grouping of organizations that you guys partner with. Was it JLL Spark? Was it? So JLL Spark is, is our, we, it's a, I don't want to say, we're not an angel investor per se, but it's an investment fund where we, we go out and we find technologies that we like and we invest in them. Um, so some of the technologies that we have invested in, for instance, used to be smart motor technology, but it, they have they, they changed their name. I'm sorry, turn tie technologies. So they um, what they what they do is they replace you know induction motors with um, a new a new type of a motor that's been around for a long time. It, it's really energy efficient, and what it does is it drives down the energy spend um, by basically having a built-in VFD inside of, inside of the motor. So um, it's a switch reluctance motor. That's the, that's the name of it. And it replaces the AC induction motor and the, and the VFD. So that's just an example of one of the investments that we make into Spark when it comes to energy efficiency and, and even some sustainability products that we're, we really look into. And aside from the energy and sustainability side of it, I assume there's a certain theme or a certain like, you know, they're all going to have some common denominators there. In addition to that, what do you guys look for in like the companies when you look to invest or to put into this, this spark fund? 
Is it the the leadership? Is it the culture? Is it some common thread that you guys look for that, uh, hey, we're, we're going to be exclusive here. We're only bringing in these types of organizations. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, from my experience, really what we're looking at is market differentiators. So how can we differentiate? What what are these companies doing that differentiate themselves from anyone else in mm-hmm. the industry, especially when it can it, it can really drive you know, innovation in prop tech, right? So what are they doing that no one else is doing? Or what can they be doing that no one else is doing? Or what investments would help them get them over the hump that would change the way that they're kind of moving forward? So really, again, focused on, you know, CRE, commercial real estate, um, prop tech, and uh, being a disruptor in the market and how you can kind of shift from doing it the way everyone's doing it to how can we do it better, bigger, stronger, faster in the future? Makes sense. I think that's a good launch point to transition to the next part of the show here. I'm always curious about, you know, where do you see the industry headed, right? Maybe from a technology standpoint, maybe from a macro trend standpoint. So hover out, look out, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now, where do you see the industry heading? Yeah, I think some of our, our big themes inside of JLL Work Dynamics is outcomes, right? Focus on outcomes focus on not just being, you know, a low cost provider, but being a partner, um, focus on sustainability, uh, really driving how our, our clients and our occupiers manage and operate their facilities, focus on, you know, the experience. Uh, so, you know, as we all know, the pandemic has kind of changed the way we all work. So how do we not only attract the employee back to the office, but how do we give them a great experience when they're there? Or how do we give them a great experience when they're not there, right? How do we focus on their health, their safety? Um, how do we focus on, you know, social and community, community responsibilities? Uh, again, like I mentioned, sustainability, advances in technology. It, it's, it, that's really, it's all about focusing on that worker and how they interact with their work, whether it's remote or it's in the office, in the office or it's at home, right? But the future is all about ensuring that we are focusing on, like work has changed and we're focusing on the worker and making sure that they are getting a, a good and valuable experience uh, no matter where they are. Yeah, that's so interesting. I thought you'd be like the perfect person to talk to about everyone's talking about the new normal and and working from home versus working from an office or people that can't work from home still need a place to go. But the corporation's saying, hey, we're not investing in office space anymore, the traditional way that we once were. So we're creating these different pods and, and different cities are looking at ways to do that and attract remote workers, but have a place. So where's, I guess I'm going off script here, but where is JLL playing in that whole pandemic Going back to work, work from home deal. I mean, where, where what do you see it? Yeah, so we have a very strong um, team, and 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 we get a lot of asks from our clients to help them with their return to work kind of type of policies, right? So, sure, whether it's you know meeting certain requirements or certain. Uh, there's certain organizations out there who will, you know, say that your building is or, or your space is ready to come back to work or not is, is helping them meet those requirements. There's some of the research that we have, 
of workers want to go back to an actual workplace, right? At least one day a week. So it's how do we ensure all those things I just mentioned, right? Sustainability, social consciousness, health and safety, right? Uh, Security. How do we prepare our occupier space so that their workers feel all of those things when they come back into the office? So we're, we're really focused on, again, driving those outcomes so that our our occupiers, employees feel ready and comfortable to come back into the workplace. Yeah, we all saw too many scenes and situations of, uh, you know, husband and wife working at the kitchen table and like all the background stuff. So I I could see why everyone's responding that way. Yeah, let's uh, let's get back to some sort of uh, an environment uh, where you got some some you know, separation between your home. So no, I think that's that's good stuff and I appreciate your insight there. So let's uh let's do this. Let's transition to the last part of the show. Same four questions that I ask to every guest who comes on and wanted to lead off here and ask it, Greg, what are your daily non-negotiables? One real non-negotiable for me is on a personal level is taking care of myself, whether that be mentally or physically, right? So wake up every morning whatever you may believe, right? It's whether you pray or meditate or whatever it is, just make sure you get your, your mind centered correctly and also move, sweat, right? Get outside, get in a gym, right? For me, at least one, if not both of those things are non-negotiable for me every single day. It just starts my day correctly, helps me get centered. I always say, uh, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you have a really hard workout and you like feel you feel kind of terrible during it. You can always, you always say to my, I always say to myself, well, at least I know it can't get any worse than it is right now. Right. So for me, that's a, that's a non-negotiable. I have to, I have to start my day out, which is actually a great way to start my day, but I have to start my day out taking care of myself mentally and or physically. Yeah. hundred percent. I think the, uh, the most successful people that I know always have a good morning routine that, that usually incorporates a couple of those different aspects and, uh, one of the books that I've read recently was uh, Matthew McConaughey's autobiography. And uh, he said, break a sweat every day, no matter yeah. what. So there, exactly. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, that's good stuff. All right. So, so let's rewind the clock. You're graduating. Where, where did you do your undergrad from again? Uh, the uh, SUNY Maritime Academy. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so I actually went to the United States Merchant Marine Academy, which is one of the five federal service academies. And I came out of that. Um, well, I'll just say it. I got disenrolled because I was a knucklehead, right? I <laughs> was young and didn't understand what it meant to actually like work hard. Um, but I, so I, I went there for, you know, four years, but I didn't graduate. I graduated from uh, SUNY Maritime. Got it. Okay. Well, either way, that's probably where that uh, morning discipline came into play. So yeah. where, I'm, where I'm going with the question, what, what advice would you give to your 22 year old self? You're graduating. What advice would you give yourself back then? It's going to suck for a while, but just keep grinding, right? Like it, 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 I, I, again, so when I was 22, you know, 2004, I was, I was actually getting kicked out of school, right? Right before I turned 20. So when I was 22, I was in between, you know, doing odds and ends jobs, you know, and and trying to figure out what was going to be next for me. So Mm. what advice I'd give myself is just keep going. Uh, don't quit. You're you're going to surprise yourself. So, which I'm shocked every day, <laughs> looking and seeing where I am. Uh, you know, wife, three beautiful kids in the house. I, I'm just. 
beyond belief, happily, happy that I just kept going. Oh, that's cool. That's really neat. So you, you may have just hinted at it there, but what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Yeah. I mean, so besides family, I love a challenge, right? And the challenge could be something as simple as learning something new um, or taking on a project that's new or standing up something that is not there yet or right or creating right i love being challenged literally being an, an athlete and playing sports my whole life you're always looking for the next challenge right you're always trying to say you're always looking for the opportunity to get better and you can only get better if you're challenging yourself in your in your everyday life right so I'm always looking for a way to get better by challenging myself with something that I may not have any idea what's going on, but I'm going to dive in and, and really try and figure it out. All right, let's bring it home. What do you want your lasting legacy to be? You know, honestly, it, simple. I, I want it to be, hey, this guy, um, he was a great, he was great in his community. He served his community. And he took care of his family and he reflected all of the things that I basically want my kids to say, I want to grow up and be like my dad or, or my daughters to say, I want to grow up and have a husband who's like my father. That to me is the legacy that I want to leave. So family, community, um, faith, just making sure that those things are solid and shine through in everything that I do. Work is a great kind of extension of all of those things. Um, but it, for me, it doesn't define me, but again, it's a challenge. And so it does motivate me and it motivates me to just continue to be better for my family and my community and all those other things. So. That's perfect. That's a perfect way to to wrap up the show here. So Greg, thanks for coming on the building efficiency podcast. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. All right. All right. There you have it. Episode 58 with Greg Elliott. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast. Now, we hope you're sharing this with your friends and colleagues as well. And one last thing, if you have any future guests in mind from the industry, please reach out to me. We'd love to hear from you loyal listeners. So until next time, I'm Jim Schaefer, and we'll catch you on the next episode.